This is the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. Subject, Truth. Golden Text, Exodus. Thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Responsive reading, Psalm. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbour, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbour. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me, according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. The Bible Psalm Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place. In the congregations will I bless the Lord. Exodus And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. 
And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbour. James For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Joshua now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Matthew And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold a man gluttonous, and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, Hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. 
these ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones, and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumours of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Revelation And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And I heard another voice from heaven, saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, 
and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen. Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Truth is always the victor. Sickness and sin fall by their own weight. Truth is the rock of ages, the headstone of the corner. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. When false human beliefs learn even a little of their own falsity, they begin to disappear. A knowledge of error and of its operations must precede that understanding of truth which destroys error until the entire mortal material error finally disappears and the eternal verity, man, created by and of spirit, is understood and recognized as the true likeness of his maker. In Christian science, there are no discords nor contradictions, because its logic is as harmonious as the reasoning of an accurately stated syllogism or of a properly computed sum in arithmetic. Truth is ever truthful and can tolerate no error in premise or conclusion. As light destroys darkness, and in the place of darkness all is light, so in absolute science 
soul, or God, is the only truth-giver to man. Not personal intercommunion, but divine law is the communicator of truth, health, and harmony to earth and humanity. Hypocrisy is fatal to religion. A wordy prayer may afford a quiet sense of self-justification, though it makes the sinner a hypocrite. We never need to despair of an honest heart. But there is little hope for those who come only spasmodically face to face with their wickedness and then seek to hide it. Their prayers are indexes which do not correspond with their character. They hold secret fellowship with sin, and such externals are spoken of by Jesus as like unto whited sepulchres, full of all uncleanness. The accusations of the Pharisees were as self-contradictory as their religion. The bigot, the debauchee, the hypocrite, called Jesus a glutton and a wine-bibber. The reputation of Jesus was the very opposite of his character. Why? because the divine principle and practice of Jesus were misunderstood. The world could not interpret aright the discomfort which Jesus inspired and the spiritual blessings which might flow from such discomfort. Science shows the cause of the shock so often produced by the truth namely, that this shock arises from the great distance between the individual and truth. Like Peter, we should weep over the warning, instead of denying the truth or mocking the lifelong sacrifice which goodness makes for the destruction of evil. A wrong motive involves defeat. In the science of mind healing, it is imperative to be honest, for victory rests on the side of immutable right. Covering iniquity will prevent prosperity and the ultimate triumph of any cause. Ignorance of the error to be eradicated oftentimes subjects you to its abuse. Expose and denounce the claims of evil and disease in all their forms, but realize no reality in them. A sinner is not reformed merely by assuring him that he cannot be a sinner because there is no sin. To put down the claim of sin, 
You must detect it. Remove the mask. Point out the illusion. And thus get the victory over sin. And so prove its unreality. The sick are not healed merely by declaring there is no sickness, but by knowing that there is none. You may know when first truth leads by the fewness and faithfulness of its followers. Thus it is that the march of time bears onward freedom's banner. The powers of this world will fight and will command their sentinels not to let truth pass the guard until it subscribes to their systems. But science, heeding not the pointed bayonet, marches on. There is always some tumult, but there is a rallying to truth's standard. The Christianly scientific man reflects the divine law, thus becoming a law unto himself. He does violence to no man, neither is he a false accuser. The Christian scientist wisely shapes his course and is honest and consistent in following the leadings of divine mind. He must prove, through living as well as healing and teaching, that Christ's way is the only one by which mortals are radically saved from sin and sickness. Honesty is spiritual power. Dishonesty is human weakness which forfeits divine help. You uncover sin not in order to injure but in order to bless the corporeal man. And a right motive has its reward. Hidden sin is spiritual wickedness in high places. The masquerader in this science thanks God that there is no evil, yet serves evil in the name of good. Babel Self-destroying error A kingdom divided against itself which cannot stand. Material knowledge. The higher false knowledge builds on the basis of evidence obtained from the five corporeal senses, the more confusion ensues, and the more certain is the downfall of its structure. That false claim that ancient belief, that old serpent whose name is devil, evil, claiming that there is intelligence in matter either to benefit or to injure men, is pure delusion. 
the red dragon, and it is cast out by Christ, truth, the spiritual idea, and so proved to be powerless. Through trope and metaphor, the revelator, immortal scribe of spirit and of a true idealism, furnishes the mirror in which mortals may see their own image. In significant figures, he depicts the thoughts which he beholds in mortal mind. Thus he rebukes the conceit of sin and foreshadows its doom. With his spiritual strength, he has opened wide the gates of glory and illumined the night of paganism with the sublime grandeur of divine science, outshining sin, sorcery, lust, and hypocrisy. He takes away mitre and scepter. He enthrones pure and undefiled religion and lifts on high only those who have washed their robes white in obedience and suffering. Ages pass, but this leaven of truth is ever at work. It must destroy the entire mass of error, and so be eternally glorified in man's spiritual freedom. And now I'll read The Three Daily Duties as given by Mary Baker Eddy in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day. Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily 
against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from science and health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson is prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, 1910 edition, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.